안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters and clergy and members of office. 안녕하십니까? Today I'd like to talk about the providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the of the principle from Tromagus Anthology, Book Two. Um, okay, let's study. The providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle. God, as a subject partner of true love, did establish humankind as the object partner of true love. Accordingly, God can fulfill the ideal of true love only through humankind. The fulfillment of God's purpose of creation is the ideal world where God and humankind are united through absolute love. Human beings were created as the greatest object partners of God's love. They alone in all creation have the potential to embody the full nature of God, and they are born as the visible bodies of the invisible God. When people mature, they become perfect temples of God, visible substantial bodies in which God can freely and peacefully dwell. God's overall ideal of absolute true love is realized and perfected through humankind in a vertical parent-child relationship. God created Adam first. He was to be the son of God and, at the same time, the substantial body of God. Later, God created Eve as the object partner of Adam so that Adam and Eve could fulfill the ideal of horizontal love in conjugal love. Eve was to be the daughter of God, and as a bride, she was to realize substantially the ideal of the horizontal love of God. The place where Adam and Eve are harmonized perfectly, consummating their first love by marrying under the blessing of God, is precisely the place where God meets his substantial bride. This is because God's ideal of absolute love descends vertically and joins where the ideal of conjugal love between Adam and Eve is realized horizontally. In this way, the true love of God and the true love of humankind join in perfect communion at a single point, although they come from different directions, one vertical and the other horizontal. Thank you. Human beings were created as the greatest object partners of God's love. They alone in all creation have the potential to embody the full nature of God, and they are born as the visible bodies of the invisible God. When people mature, they become perfect temples of God, visible, substantial bodies in which God can freely and peacefully dwell. In other words, the incorporeal God was to uh, inhabit Adam and Eve's uh, body and become a tangible being through them. If God is uh, incorporeal, then Adam and Eve are the corporeal God who inhabit the body. Man is the male God and uh, woman is the female God. Therefore, 
when the two get married, they become the perfected God. And therefore, the meeting of the married couple is the place where God's ideal is realized. Therefore, God's ideal is fulfilled only when husband and wife serve each other as God's representatives. Additionally, just as a man was born for a woman and a woman was born for a man, when they absolutely live for their partner, the couple becomes the temple where God dwells forever. The place where a husband and wife unite centering on absoluteness is the place where God is the most pleased and is the holiness among the most holy places. There, there uh, true love, true life, and true lineage resembling God are multiplied. However, the fault means that this holy of holies became a place where Satan resided and become a place where evil love, evil life, and evil lineage multiplied. Wow, this is really our, this is really core content of the principle of the creation. Through Father is really talking about about the dual characteristics. So uh, today, uh, the living divine principle, Shimon four eighteen and good and evil from the viewpoint of the purpose. Let's just study. Good and evil seen from the viewpoint of purpose. Had Adam and Eve loved each other as God intended and formed a four-position foundation centered on God, they would have established a good world. But when they loved each other with a purpose contrary to God's intentions, and establish a four-position foundation centered on Satan, they ended up forming an evil world. This demonstrates that although, although good and evil elements or actions may take the same form, their true nature may be discerned through the fruits they yield in accordance with the divergent purposes they pursue. Being part of our God-given nature, Desires are good when they bear fruit for the purpose of God's will or are evil when they bear fruit for the purpose of Satan's will. Accordingly, the providence of restoration may be interpreted as the process of changing the direction of this fallen world from its current satanic purpose to the purpose of building the kingdom of heaven, God's ideal of creation. Any standard of goodness set during the course of the providence is relative. In any particular period of history, obedient compliance with the doctrines expounded by the prevailing authorities is considered good, while actions in opposition to them are considered evil. But the change of an error ushers in new authorities and new standards. For the adherence of any religious tradition or school of thought, complying with the precepts of its doctrine or philosophy is good, while opposing them is evil. But whenever a doctrine or philosophy undergoes a change, or if an adherent converts to a different religion or school of thought, their standard of good and evil will also change. 
Once the sovereignty of Satan is expelled from the earth, then God, the eternal and absolute being, transcendent of time and space, will establish his sovereignty and his truth. In that day, God's truth will be absolute, and hence the purpose which it serves and the standard of goodness which it sets will both be absolute. This cosmic, all-encompassing truth will be firmly established by Christ at his second advent. Yes. Good and evil are uh, seen from the uh, viewpoint of purpose. So, Heavenly Honey, please. Conflicts and revolutions constantly plague human society, society, mainly because of the continual changes in standards of good and evil as people seek to fulfill divergent purposes. Yet throughout the endless cycles of conflict and revolution in human history, people have been seeking the absolute goodness which their original mind desires. Conflicts and revolutions in fallen human society will inevitably continue as people pursue this absolute goal until the final achievement of the world of goodness. The standard of goodness will remain relative only as long as the course of restoration continues. Continue. Good and evil seen from the viewpoint of purpose. Once the sovereignty of Satan is expelled from the earth, then God, the eternal and absolute being, transcendent of time and space, will establish his sovereignty and his truth. In that day, God's truth will be absolute. And hence, the purpose which it serves and the standard of goodness which it sets will both be absolute. This cosmic, all-encompassing truth will be firmly established by Christ at his second advent. Yes, this ideal for heaven and earth is uh, eight textbooks that two parents prepared. It is a last will and a testament of two parents. Therefore, in order to separate good and evil, you have to study eight textbooks. By studying the eight textbooks, you can fight and defeat Satan, separating good and evil completely. Recently, Mother really, uh, you know, emphasized to history committee members. And, uh, you know, there are more than 620 volumes of the father's, father's book. And father said, you know, uh, please select really essential content and do not have any kind of repeating content. And then make it as the almost like 21 books. And then they are now all Sun Moon University professors and, and also the Chongshim University professors all gather together. They are really working very, very hard. And then they create very, uh, they complete very soon. And then they also going to translate into English as well. I, I, I'm so glad for us to read the 600, about the, you know, 20 volumes is not easy, but really they select really very, very carefully and then really essential content, very, very important content. 
So I think uh, we we are very much really happy to see someday, uh, you know, when they complete that kind of, uh, you know, uh, the books. So see how. Um, uh, today's youth ministry, our family is, uh, is the sanctuary, holy of the holies. Satan is a being that only knows himself. True Father said that Satan is the being who only knows himself. If there is a man who only thinks about himself, he is Satan. Conversely, if there is a woman who only thinks about herself, she is Satan. A husband who only knows himself acts like a dictator in front of his wife. We may wonder why God does not punish such men. However, the problem is that when wives start to upset their husbands, they become people of the same level as their husbands. When another person upsets you, you should know that if you feel sorry for yourself, you are on the same level as the other person. If your husband is self-centered and only knows himself, you should think that God must have so much harm because of such a personality. And you have to reflect that you have that kind of personality too. Fallen human beings are a matter of degree, but everyone possesses such a character. Yeah, True Father said that the Satan is a being who only knows himself. It's a problem for everyone to a degree, but there are always times when one only knows themselves. In that sense, all human beings often play the role of Satan, right? Sometimes I become the Satan because, you know, we are, uh, how say, if really focus on just only for my own self, easily become the Satan. There are times when men play the role of the Satan in front of uh, women. And there are times when women women play the role of the Satan in front of men as well. There are husbands who do not do not um, uh, do not even know the principle, receive the blessing or international blessing, and then treat their wives with self-centeredness and act as dictators, thinking only about themselves. However, when a wife becomes upset with a husband who only know themselves and act like the dictators in front of their wives, they become people of the same level as their husbands. When my spouse makes me upset, when I get upset with my spouse, I need to know that I am at the same level as my spouse. If your husband is self-centered and only knows himself, you should take pity on him and think that God must be worried and have so much harm because of such a personality, and you also have to reflect on yourself on having that same personality, even if you do not show it. Fallen human beings are a matter of the degree, but everyone possesses such a character. Next. A person who shows no compassion. Fallen human beings do not have compassion for others when they see that others have done wrong. People with strong personalities blame others for everything and have no compassion for them. 
Those who show no compassion to others prove that they have that kind of character. So if the other person is stubborn and have no compassion for people who only know themselves, that person must realize that he also has that kind of personality within himself. Is it my husband's sin, God's way of telling me to clear my own sins? Isn't that so? What children do wrong is that their mother's blood has not been purified. In other words, they are born with their mother's lineage unchanged, and this wrought their mother's stomach. The world does not know about the change of lineage. So if their children cause much concern to their parents, the parents themselves do not reflect and think that only their children have a problem. Yeah, I think some content is a translation, not so so much. When fallen human beings see the wrongdoing of the person they are giving and receiving close to them, they hate or curse them before having any compassion for them. The more arrogant and self-centered the people are, the more they blame others rather than themselves. And the heart of the compassion for the other person does not come out at all. Those who show no compassion to others prove that they also have such a fallen nature. Therefore, you should think that your husband's sins are God's way of showing you to clear up for your sins. So on behalf of God, we must carry his cross. And if the children are right inside, do not listen and rebel. It is because the mother's blood has not been purified. In other words, you have to think that it will cause your future children worry if you give birth to them without changing the lineage. The world does not know uh, the, the whole world, the world outside the secular world does not know about the change of lineage. So if their children cause much concern to their parents, the parents themselves do not reflect and think that only their children have a problem. Here is I'm talking about the compassion. When you when you really you know, see someone's fault and wrongdoing. So you don't have any compassion for them. Then your heart easily become dry. You know, so that's why when you see someone's fault and problems, before you judging them, do you have any compassion for them or not? If you just only judge without compassion, you are same standard as him or as her. We need to know that. That's why when our heart is really upgrading and then reach the, some kind of different certain level, people judging, always have a compassion. Compassion is very important. Compassion is one of the expression of love. That's why when you school your children, with compassion. When you summon a fault and problem with your compassion, then your heart becomes more deeper and you can forgive that person. 
but just only judging and criticizing and blaming without any compassion. That means your level of spirit, spiritual standard is very low. That's why, you know, the more we upgrade our level of love and heart, always compassion is there. That's why I sometimes I feel that. Sometimes, of course, sometimes I am very upset, this and that, but feel that. Do I have some compassion for them or not? You know, even the parents scold them. Why children come, come back to mother's bosom and father's bosom again? Because parents have compassion for them. Compassion is important. Without compassion, just when you're judging people, this finally judge your own self. That's why, you know, Jesus really, you know, he has that kind of compassion. When he, when he sees sick people and have compassion for them, and then, you know, enemy hate him and killing him and compassion for him. Wow. In our life of faith, compassion is very, very important. You know, you know, that's why when, when, when you uh, see your own enemy or sometimes a very difficult situation, if you don't have any compassion and then really you need to reflect on yourself. What kind of the level of love do you have? You know, Father, forgive again and again and again and again. This kind of the really forgiving heart come from where? Because of the compassion. Father's compassion is really great. Sometimes he's very upset and angry with the blessed family. How come you have chopped up the problem after, after receiving blessing, after starting family? I cannot forgive you. Get away. And then next day again, giving opportunity and creating holy wine, you know. Wow, Father is a champion of compassion. God is a champion of compassion. You know, to become true man, one of the important elements is what? We need to have compassion. Yeah? Without compassion, just only judge people. Really, that guy also judge you. God judge you. Okay, next one. Our family is the sanctuary. In the Unification Church today, many wives are frustrated by their husbands, but how is it only the husband's problem? The reason why a husband is rotting inside is because the wife also has that kind of personality. If the heart of resentment and conflict with the other person is the only thing that comes out, and if you do not have a heart of compassion for the other person, you are just as bad as the other person. If you do not love your enemies, you will never conquer them. My family is not my home. My family is where God's dreams and wishes must be fulfilled. That is why True Father called the family the most holy place. Our family is the most holy place where God must fulfill our wishes and dreams. True parents bless the couples in order to have such a wish and dream come to fruition. 
Therefore, our family is a family centered on the family pledge. Therefore, within the family, you must live your life sincerely to serve God and true parents. Everything comes to fruition from the family. Yes, thank you, Heavenly Honey. In the Unification Church today, many wives are frustrated by their husbands. But how is it, how is it only the husband's problem? The reason why husband is uh, rotting inside is because the wife also has that kind of the personality. If the heart of resentment and conflict with the other person is the only thing that comes out, and if you do not have a heart of the compassion for the other person, it proves that you are on the same spiritual level as the, the other person. If the level of love is higher than that of the, the other person, it is normal to have a compassion for the, the other person when they do something wrong. Therefore, when my husband or my wife has many problems, I should think of the, all of them as a homework given by God to make me a holy woman. There is no way for me to become holy without loving on an unlovable uh, uh, enemy. Once again, my brother says, when my husband or my wife has many problems, I should think of the, all of them as a homework given by God to make me a holy woman. When you overcome your husband's problem, wife's problem, through this kind of the overcoming, you can become holy woman or holy man. You know, everything is a training. You know, I need to learn to love someone. I cannot love so that my fallen nature is removed. To love your enemies, you need to upgrade the quality of your love to conquer them. You know, when I was young and until this age, Sometimes, you know, not easy to give and take with somebody. And then for me, I just purposely challenge. I really want to love, you know, I want to really close that person until I love that guy. I purposely more approach and purposely I want to talk to him. You know, some, when I hear someone really doesn't like me and I counsel him, I pray for him until I overcome him. I need to pray for him. I need to call him. And if there's a way to apologize, then I need to apologize. You know, without loving our enemy, there's no way to upgrade our love. What's the best way to upgrade our level of love? You need to love your enemy. You need to love, you cannot love someone. You know, that's our best way to change our character. Loving our enemy. You need to love you cannot love. This is the best way to upgrade my level of love. That's why I really love Jesus. How he loved his enemy. I really love true father, true mother. How he overcome all kinds of persecution and trials. There are so many enemies and embrace them. That's why finally our true father become 
Our father become true father. Our mother become true mother. Become true parents. That is our goal. Not like Reverend Sammyung Moon and Hak Jahan Moon to become true parents. We also have to become true parents. Right? Many blessed families live with many problems in each family. But what we need to know is that my family is not my family. My family is the family where God dreams and wishes must be fulfilled. God can fulfill his dream through my family. Right? Why? Produce God's love only in the, in, in the family. What is true love? Many people talking about true love. They cannot explain very clearly. Even everybody says that God is love, Jesus' love is great, but they do not understand, they do not explain what is God's love. But Father described very clearly God's love appears through four kinds of love parental love, conjugal love, siblings' love, children's love, all four kinds of love combination together. That's God's love. Wow, so detailed. So did this four kinds of love experience where? Only in the family. Without these four kinds of love okay, experience in, you know, where, where we can experience in the family. Family is a heavenly father's dwelling place. Most holy place. God's wish is there. My wishes are, are there. Everything is there. That's why the Father said that the family is the holiest, the holy place where God's dream come true and where all of his heart will be completely resolved. Our family is the most holy place where God will fulfill our wishes and our dreams. True parents bless the couples, right? In, in order to have such wishes and dream come to fruition. Therefore, our family is a family centered on family place. Within each family, you must live your life sincerely to serve God and true parent so that our family will bear fruit. Today, I talk about our family is the sanctuary. Kamsamida, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Wow. <laughs> A cute last slide as well. Thank you, Dr. Young. Powerful message, Shai. This particular point that your partner's sins are God's way of giving you homework. <laughs> to make, make you holy. That's, uh, yeah. that's awesome. Takayo, takayo. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has a lot of homework <laughs> because yeah. of my sins. Thank you so much, Dr. Young. Uh, now for our living testimony, we're actually going to go back to Romania. I don't know if she's in Romania now, but we will go back to Romania for a testimony from Jungsuk Lelande, and she will be sharing uh, about her experience there. So if you are there, if you could unmute and take it away. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Jinsuk, uh, Jinsuk Lolon, and I'm 20 years old. Uh, right now, I'm in Romania with the CIG missionaries, and um, as a young adult, I'm here for a 10-day training to prepare myself to go to Kosovo, um, 
and I will be there for the next four months and to serve as a young adult missionary. Um, I was asked a few days ago to give my testimony so far on my experience throughout the week and how I came to want to be a missionary and want to join. And um, yeah, so for those that don't know, um, for the past couple of years in 2020, ever since I graduated high school, I wanted to um, join GPA or do some kind of work um, to work on my faith and to grow. And since 2020, because of certain like um, trials and tribulations, um, I wasn't able to go in 2020 because of COVID. And then um, after that year, um, I was kind of upset about it, kind of disappointed that I couldn't go. Um, and I was in a little bit of a rut. But um, yeah, after that, um, my older sister, my older sister, Kathy, she's here right now. Um, yeah, she she would she came to me after I was like upset and she asked me um, if I was given the opportunity to go again, would I take it? And at first I was um, very like hard and I had my, <laughs> my answer straight right away. I was like, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go. If God really wanted me to go right now, I would have gone. And so that was my first response. And as soon as I got off that call, I felt immediate like, regret. And I felt that God um, was talking through my sister to me, asking me, like, you know, if God gave me uh, something to do, would I be able to take it? And so after she said that, I reflected, I'm like, you know what, if I have a second opportunity, I'll apply again for next year. And um, so I applied. And, and again, I, I tried to apply, but because of visa issues and um, restrictions at the border, um, I wasn't able to go. And But my attitude this time was like, okay, even though I couldn't go, I'm going to still take the year off. And I really want to work on my faith on my own and, yeah, work, work on it in a family environment, in my school environment, in my work. And then um, lo and behold, a few months after that, um, uh, we get a call. My sister gets a call asking if, you know, if uh, her two younger sisters, me and my younger sister, um, wanted to join CIG. And right away I said yes. Um, it's only because, you know, um, my sister told me, like, God works it with the number three. And, you know, um, so it was the third time. And and so I really wanted to make sure that I would um, was prepared and ready to go. And I really feel when I look back at it that true, like God was really working throughout the past three years in my life to really actually kind of test me to see like how strong is my faith? Like even if I was shut down two times, like will I get back up and will I say yes towards God? Will I continue to want to do his work? And um, yeah, so that's why I'm here and I was really excited that I was able to come to Romania and to really learn. And I really wanted to um, be a missionary um, because um, I feel like growing up and the environment that I grew up in, um, there's this indescribable love I feel on a daily basis, on a daily basis. And it's only with within my own family and within our community, um, just like waking up from morning devotion, like this indescribable love, uh, indescribable love, but to me, it's like a pure love. And the reason why I want to do witnessing so badly is because I want other um, other people in this world to really feel that type of pure love that I receive every day from our heavenly parents, 
are in God through parents and my own parents and my own family environment. And um, because my parents um, joined the church a little bit later on, um, like they weren't able to do mission work um, and sacrifice their life in that way during like a lot of the first gens did. And so um, me and my younger sister, it's almost like an offering for our own family, for the Lalone family. And for us to, you know, take that time to build that sacrifice and to go out in the front line and to really experience what true parents went through, what true father, true mother went through and what a lot of the first gens like went through. And so that's why I really wanted to, um, you know, become a missionary, learn how to witness. And I never thought that I was capable of doing it. But yeah, I know that being here um, shows me a lot of experience and like teaches me a lot of things. And um, yeah, I guess the first couple of days of me training, I'm going to be here for 10 days. The second day, I was able to learn how to fundraise for the very first time in my life. And um, it was a very interesting experience. Um, I never been rejected so much in my life. But um, the first 20 minutes, it was a no, you get persecuted saying like, Oh, I don't believe in that. And they just turn you down. And I was really like, <laughs> really reflecting on like, Oh, okay, I I'm like, that really hurt. But you know, as I kept on going, my whole attitude was like, okay, I'm going to keep a good attitude. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And right when I kept going, I saw a little kid walking straight to me. And I, I explained him, I showed him what we're selling, what we're like, who we're with and everything. And um, even though he couldn't buy one, he still donated. And it just showed me like, wow, like he, he, did, he had that heart instantly to be like, oh, I want to give, I don't have enough money but I'm still going to give a little bit. And after that experience, like the whole day turned around 180. And, you know, I was able to really feel the heart of true parents. I like, mm. I, when I came back, I, I kind of related to true, true father and true mother. And I was like, every single person that walked by me, every person that just like turned their head, is what true parents felt when, you know, when they would try to teach something or people would persecute true father in prison and like for those people that stopped and listened to me and like still couldn't give because they didn't have anything or they just didn't want to it was everybody in true parents lifetime where they heard the principle they heard their like you know this divine principle they heard the words but they chose to still go the other way still chose to go the other path and like every person who gave who offered something and even gave more. I had a lady who she bought something, but then she also gave brownies in return, right? And so to me, it touched my heart, like, wow, there are people in this world that want to give back and want to do something. And in True Parents Life, like, we're, we're those people, right? Everybody here on Morning Devotion, the first gen that are still here, the second gen that wants to make a change, we're here for those people, like, we're those people that stayed and want to continue and want to give back to our heavenly parents, true parents. And I feel like that's what I really wanted to do being a missionary. I wanted to help true parents, help true father and, you know, and relieve that sacrifice and help him like achieve his goal of having that kingdom of heaven on earth. And so it touched my heart in that one day, an hour and a half of, you know, fundraising, 
it's like, wow, I've only been here for one week today. And like, I'm learning so much the heart of God and the heart of true parents. And if I can do something to help them and moving forward in the next four months, I really want to be that vessel for God to work through and to really impact somebody and, you know, make God proud, make heavenly parents proud, make my parents proud. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I got to come and I've learned so much in the past seven days and I'm excited to offer and sacrifice, you know, the next four months um, of my life and hopefully moving forward the rest of my life to our heavenly parents and true parents. So, yeah, um, thank you so much for listening to my testimony Wow, today. wow, wow, Jung-Suk, Jung-Suk, I'm, I'm really proud of you, Jung-Suk, you know, your daddy and mom continuously crying and crying. And then, you know, Lara and their family very happy to see uh, the hearing your beautiful testimony. Wow, such beautiful. And uh, you are representative of the Lara and their family. I'd like to suggest that, uh, you know, Donald, I think uh, I think this is one of the, my wishes, uh, not just only sending our children to go somewhere as a missionary. You need to really train your children Sometimes as a family group and children group and using the vacation and go to Romania or somewhere. I think this is the best way to learn God's heart. I really glad, you know, Donald, Donald, a lot of the family practicing that kind of life, the life of the missionary. This is really incredible. Wow, what a beautiful family, lot of the family. Chongsu, I'm uh, in the beginning, no wonder why you are there and separate from your family. I now understand you become the missionary. She is a missionary. I'm so glad. Yeah, Chongsuk, I love you. I hope you have a good time. Okay. And then I want to hear more of report from you soon. Thank you, Chongsuk, very much. And also, Lara and the family. Wow. Thank you. God bless Lara and the family. Beautiful. Thank you, Chongsuk. And we're praying for you. Please have an awesome experience in Romania or, or wherever you're going, actually. <laughs> Kosovo, I think you said. Yeah, beautiful. 